0: You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your dreams, goals, and desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig-Lyman, and today let's work on Project You. Hey you guys, welcome to Project U. I'm here with one of my newest interns. His name is Wes Farnsworth. He actually is a homegrown Reno dude. He played football and baseball Mm -hmm. at Minogue High School. He then went to um, University of Nevada and played football there. And then he transformed into an NFL uh, football player for the Miami Dolphins. And now he's back here in Reno, Nevada. Uh, we're talking today's uh, topic is going to be about internship and through the eyes of an intern, how do you even start? Wes Barnsworth, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me. Um, you know, I think just like anywhere, um, the fitness industry is like kind of like any job. You have to start from the bottom, whether that's like for me going through um, playing at Nevada, you start as the freshman yeah. who doesn't really know anything. You have to learn from the older guys, gain experience. Um, and that freshman year in a way is kind of like your internship. Um, and then the same thing on the next level, the NFL, you start as the rookie, you don't know anything. Um, you learn, you grow, you learn the business side of things. And um, you know, you kind of grow from there. So um, I think in terms of like an internship, there's, there's almost an internship in every walk of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, whether that be in school, work, uh, friends, you know, I think it's it's just a term that means to learn um, what you're really getting into. Absolutely. Um, like the fitness industry is something I've always been interested in. And, um, you know, like football, you have to start somewhere. So the internship is how I'm going to learn, how I'm going to see what is successful, what's not successful, how to act around people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to get started.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wes, this is... Uh... This day is your first day of mm-hmm. your of your internship at CCF, <laughs> and I must say that yeah. an internship at CCF has developed, it's grown, and it's mm-hmm. evolved to be what it is today. And now it's sought after. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reject interns all the time, and when and, and at the right time, we bring them in and. Right. It's one of those things that people ask me often. Like, I don't get questions just about fitness. I also get questions about how do you run the business? Um, how do you have a team that is so trustworthy and loyal and and amazing and great and and intelligent and knowledgeable in in the game? And and really, I believe it's a law of attraction. We are a, a gym, right? But we're also community based, so that that puts us in a position where we're. Um, not for ourselves but for others Mm -hmm. and then you you it's really hard to attract those opposite people to a a position or organization like ours
1: yeah and i think um part of being a trainer owning a gym is is having that selfless kind of attitude like you're in it to make people better not only yourself but for other people as well absolutely um yeah and you know i i want to say thank you for accepting me it's the intern um you know, I've I've heard from many people in the community that it's it's sought after and it's something that um, you know I need to take pride in and I will. Um, I'm gonna work my butt off, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. And you know, is the experiences that I've already had with you guys, it's it's been. I love it. I mean, second well, to none, yeah.
0: I so what we do in our program um, on day one, uh, we ask from the team. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten bombarded today. <laughs> However. Uh, we have a team of 11, and every single one of those team members were was to ask you a question today. Yeah. And those questions were not easy no. questions. What were, what were your thoughts going through your head um, as you were answering all those?
1: Um, you know, I kind of thought to myself, if I'm going to be working with these people, they're going to need to know the real me. So I kind of took the stance of, okay, let my guard down, and whatever I feel in my heart about these questions. That's what they're gonna know.
0: That's right. Um, Instead of putting on a front, giving them what they want to hear. Exactly,
1: because in you know, in the long run, say I do get hired, whatever happens, they're gonna find out what that the real is. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, first impressions last a lifetime. Yeah. And you know, if, if I'm gonna do it right, I'm gonna let that guard down, and I'm gonna let people know how I actually feel. I love it. So, yeah.
0: Well, going back to. Uh, an internship and and what that feels like and what that looks like. I think there has been a stigma <clears throat> for internships. You know, it's mm-hmm. just y- you don't get paid. No, you're the low man on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. You're all you're going to be doing is cleaning, Wes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah. but and I know and I and I love your attitude because I know you will. Mm-hmm. Um, however. The internship program at CCF, and I know a lot of different companies, um, let's just take Disney, Mm -hmm. for example, Um, it's one of those programs that you go into and you find hope, you already see the light, you're already lifted up, and you already know that you are going to fail at times, that you're going to fall short. Um, and if that's known out of the gate, and the expectations aren't that you have to jump through the fire hoop every single day and every single second,
1: right.
0: you're going to find your better self. Right. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, our, our kind of background together. But Wes and I were talking earlier about my internship, mm-hmm. and when I lived in San Francisco, I wanted to be a, a sports broadcaster. I was the first Craig to be graduating college. And so I already was completely married to my degree. I thought no matter what, I had to get into communications, PR and marketing, no matter what, you know? And with my mentor and, and my, at my university, which was Melba Bills, she was a broadcaster. So I kind of was obviously wanting to fit, fill in some of her shoe. And I lived in one of the best regions in our country to be in the network of sports broadcasting. Being pioneered in the sports broadcasting world was a girl named Gail Gardner, and she was born in 1950. She was an American sports broadcaster who worked for ESPN and NBC Sports beginning in 1987 till 1993. She was a pioneer in sports broadcasting, and she was the first to be a female sports anchor to appear weekly on major networks. So she was the pioneer. I saw that as... Hannah Storm was in, Leslie Beiser, Robin Roberts was in, and I I started to fantasize and, and, and get excited about that because something was stirring inside me, Wes, that I wanted to go into, and I knew that it was athletics, so mm-hmm. being married to my degree, I thought, that's it.
1: Sports, yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: And I know you know this because you've been there, done that um, in the NFL, but... At the same time, when I got into my internship, Mm -hmm. I saw the gruesome world and I exited so quick and so fast. And I thanked God Mm -hmm. for my internship.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of did the same thing throughout my senior year at college. I did that internship with the athletic training staff. And I mean, for... Three years of college, I thought I'm going to be an athletic trainer. Yeah. I'm going to help kids with injuries. That like that's what I'm going to do. And sort of the same thing. I I kind of started to see what it's about. It's it's not a very yeah. You get to help kids, but you also see a lot of the negative the side. side, yeah. I'm a very positive person. I like to see people grow and help people. Um, and the same sort of thing. I kind of learned through that that you know maybe this isn't the right thing for me. And that's okay and it is okay and you live and you learn and and through your experiences like that, you kind of find out who you're supposed to be. Um, um, you know, I, I, I kind of learned as a young kid that, that fitness was kind of going to be my thing, kind of whatever route that would be. My dad owned a gym. Um, he was a a bodybuilder back in the day and my uncle did strongman and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it was kind of something that I always knew I'd be involved in. Um, and, and through kind of being around the people that I've been around, um, it's, it's kind of shown me that it, it's weird to think about, but a lot of gyms have come and a lot have gone. Yes. There's been one that's kind of stuck around and has continued to grow consistently. And, you know, I kind of found that to be CCF. That's um, so. yeah. So, I mean, um,
0: so you knew, I knew. there was, there was a there was a there was a fire inside you. Mm-hmm. Um, you realized as a young boy that these influences around you, right. mentors, parents, friends, mm-hmm. um, that that they were kind of shaping your life yeah. in a way, and you were enjoying this. Exactly. Some people run from the shape right. of their younger life. They're like, mm-hmm. "Dude, I want to get out of this, whatever yeah. it is." Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So so then we you and I both understand what this internship means. And I'm talking to a 22 year old male that is, that has seen a lot in his young life so far. Right. Yeah. Um, and already you've, you've decided that beyond the NFL, there's something else for you. Right. What does that feel like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny because when I was growing up through athletics um, there was always one person, one mentor that I always gravitated towards most and it was never the head coach. It was never position coach. It was never a staff member. It was always the strength coach, oh. no matter what team I was on, no matter where I was at, it was always, I always gravitated more towards them and I, I never realized And you it. didn't
0: know it then, but now you, you know that's, now.
1: That's just how it happened. Right. Um, and even still I'm close with them all today. Um, and so that's how I kind of knew, like, I realized in my mind that those strength coaches are the people that have the most impact on people's lives. Sure. It's not, you know, the other people behind the scenes. It's, it's the guy that you're doing the gritty work with. Yep. Um, and I kind of realized that there's a way to do that for people not in sports. And it's through a place like CCF. It's through a gym. Um, You know, that's, that's something that caught my eye and I'm, I'm really interested in doing that for people and showing them that, you know, there's somebody like you and I that can help you with more than just your body and can be somebody that you can really gravitate towards in your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in the fast paced world that we live in, Mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the life of being fear based, we've never seen so much fear in Mm -hmm. life till, you know, going into 2020. Right there is so much pressure on households. There's so much pressure Mm -hmm. on individuals. Social media plays a huge role in this. Right. Um, and then the life of comparison, what kind of advice do you give to younger than 22 years old and even older that don't have the mindset Mm -hmm. that you do to go, to go for your dreams and to follow your heart? Because it seems so easy to say Wes, right. But the action, when you're there, that's right.
1: Right. And, um, I, I kind of heard something from from somebody that I've I've followed for a long time recently, and it's that when you feel pressures or fear in your life, instead of backing out of them, press into it. Mm. Like let it let it take its course. Right. Because without discomfort, you won't change. That's right. The only way you can change is through discomfort. So when you feel those things coming onto you and stuff starts happening, press into it and really find out if that's what you need. Right. And, and if you done that a lot. If you don't do it, you're not going to find out. That's right. That one thing that scared you could have been your calling. And you just never knew because, you know, you, you kind of backed out of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The
0: door never was allowed to open. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, this is a very wise man. Uh, 22 <laughs> years old, kind of crazy. Uh, but I knew that. And that's something else, too, is is. Is people ask me as well, like how do you pick? Mm -hmm. I've been a bad picker before. You don't pick; it just happens, happens, you know. And they'll, you'll, those certain people will make their way through, Mm -hmm. and then they will cut them own, cut them own selves out as well. Um, In the in the life of football and sports and athletics, Mm -hmm. how can you translate any of those high epic moments? Mm -hmm. into real life
1: right i i think football has helped me a ton in in a few things i think um public speaking and and doing things in front of people i'm very comfortable with that now because i've had to perform in front of huge crowds before um that's all part of it i think um athletics and sports teaches you a lot about hard work um I mean, it's, there's no formula for being great. You have to work for it. There's no other secret to it. Um, and another thing I think it teaches you is uh, camaraderie with people you work with. Um, no matter what team you're on, if, if, if you don't play like a team and act like a team, it's not going to work. Whether it's a family or a gym or a, uh, an office building or a, a major company like Nike, if you guys aren't working like a family... And, and treating each other like that, it's just not gonna work. Sure. Um, and those are definitely all things through athletics that I've learned and that I've had to learn, or else I wouldn't have made it as far as I did.
0: That's right. So, yeah. That's so cool. Going back to the internship phase uh, and knowing that there's obviously high expectations, mm-hmm. right, to put your best foot forward yeah. and to give everything you have, but there's also that cue, like you said at the very beginning, to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I need to be me yep. going into this because I, I don't want to be a false self. Right. I want to be authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to go into this internship uh, knowing that all eyes are on you and, and doing what you have to do? Yeah, right.
1: I mean, like I said, I mean, I told the whole group earlier today when I was being interviewed, I think the worst thing you could ever be accused of is not working hard. So, um, you know, my family's prided themselves on that. For my entire life so i think what people are really going to see is a guy that works hard they're going to see a guy that whatever he says he means it um and and he you know he just he goes after what he wants
0: how do you have this mentality um growing up in the generation that you Mm -hmm. are because this is completely opposite and that's why i keep sharing with our our subscribers and our Mm -hmm. viewers right now like um, we're, I'm supposed to be talking to someone that's entitled right. I'm supposed to be talking to someone that can barely look at me in the eye mm-hmm. I. you know like yeah. who are you and why
1: I mean I think a lot of it has to do with how I was raised um, I come from a family background that's all out of Battle Mountain um, yeah of all that places says enough.
0: <laughs> of all places uh,
1: uh, came from a, a dad who growing up worked two jobs yeah. mom was always out of town on business and um you know, my, my grandfather had a big deal in raising me, and he always taught me that whatever you get in life, you're going to work for it. Nothing's going to be given to you. Um, and, you know, that's that's how this family does things. Mm-hmm. And I've also found that people that do that, that work for those things, those things last longer. Right. Somebody that's given something isn't going to know what to do with that.
0: Right. You know it's a I quick mean? fix.
1: Me going through an internship and knowing how, um, behind the scenes stuff works, building your way up. When I get to a place where I'm self-sufficient and, and kind of doing things hired, I can understand what people are going through. Um, you know, and, and that also builds relationships. Um, you know, and like me and you have said before, you never want to burn bridges because you never know when people are going to show up in your life.
0: That's right. So. My mom said it's a lot about this life is who you know yeah. and even though you might seem it might seem like you got smacked in the face a couple of times mm-hmm. and you didn't like it keep your head straight get back up get back up and move mm-hmm. on and uh we were talking like you said there's no way shape or form eight years ago almost nine that ccf would have been mm-hmm. without the help right. that I had as a young girl, mm-hmm. as a young teenager, and that went all the way back to 14 years old. Yeah. Um, that was because I, I had relationship status with people. Right. I, 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 I liked the human connection at a young age. I, I definitely, at times, were intimidated, however, they were my elders, yep. you know, but I was taught to respect mm-hmm. your elders. And, um, it wasn't just communication with, with my peers. It was also communications, uh, with the people that I had my foot inside of their home. Right. Right. And those, those little conversations that I had, cause I know they didn't really enjoy right. <laughs> at, at all time talking to Kami at 14 years old, <laughs> but it, it was, it was serving because uh-huh. here we are, my landlord was one of my boyfriend's. Dad's best friends. There you go. You know, and yeah. in that's the next question I want to get into is what can you share with this generation about human connection and mm-hmm. about networking and about not burning bridges.
1: Right, and um, you know I think the best way to explain it is you really never do know when somebody's going to be coming into your life. You know, as as you look at yourself and, and you kind of take a third person view, you see yourself growing and turning into this adult and, and taking care of yourself, you have to realize that your peers are doing the same thing. Mm. And you never know where they're going to end up and if they are going to be in a position to help you where you're at. That's right. So, and, and I know it's weird to think about, but people don't forget stuff.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and first impressions go a lifetime, so...
0: That's right. Um, especially how you made him feel.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think people in general have a very good idea of, of finding success. Right. So, you know, they know what success looks like and they're going to gravitate towards that. Right. So, you know, you, you not burning bridges with people and keeping good connections always. Um, when, when you do become successful, they're going to gravitate towards that. And same thing for you, you know, and, and without, you know, bad vibes with anybody, you, you can use that to your advantage and build yourself up. Sure. Yeah.
0: In your young life have you seen or gone through an experience where you have fought with that person mm-hmm. and you did have disagreements and didn't see eye to eye, mm-hmm. yet it was restored.
1: Right. Um,
0: have you had that experience yeah, yet? Yeah,
1: I, I honestly think I kinda of went through that very recently with, with football. I was, you know, in a very uncomfortable position. I didn't I didn't feel like I was in a good head space and you know, I was surrounded by some people that, that I wasn't used to. And, and, you know, at first it was kind of that, like, you know, whoa, like step back kind of moment. Right. Um, you know, but towards the end of it, I, I kind of realized, like, okay, this is going to help me grow. Yep. Um, you know, instead of pushing away and, and kind of letting it go, let's make the best of it and press into it.
0: Like you said before. Right.
1: And I'm a much better not only player, but person because of it. You know, That's crazy. And, and whatever happens next, I'm going to have that to learn from and, and grow from.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, this is a strong question, but what does success mean to you?
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny you asked that. I I think a lot of success from comes from happiness, right? Like, I, I kind of told myself the other day, like, I could have majored in management and gotten my degree in that and been making whatever, out of college, right out of college, but I wouldn't have been happy because I wouldn't be doing what I love. I would rather be doing something like this, helping people um, involved in the fitness industry, like I've always wanted to be, and be happy rather than take an easy route. You know what I mean? So success, I think, comes from not just monetary value, but from within, right? Because... You know as we see a lot nowadays with with you know celebrity all that stuff it's they're not happy a lot no
0: right? stories are stories are now coming out everyone is everyone's pretty open uh within yeah. their humility and right. their and their vulnerability mm-hmm. and stuff and um even the people i remember looking up to i'm like wow mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: you weren't as happy as you seemed with your exactly. billion dollars you mm-hmm.
1: know and i think a lot of of success, I think for me anyways, is going to come from finding a place where I can be happy and make others happy as well.
0: Right. And also I, I know you have felt this even on the social media trend is that there's a lot of focus on mindsets. Yeah. There's a lot of focus on being conscious, mm-hmm. um, mindful, reframing the mindset, all these things. And it seems that you're right. on a really good track. And then within that, we're putting a lot of, um, energy into making sure that we're taking time for self and we're meditating and we're yep. stretching and we're doing all these self help things mm-hmm. and then from that comes living in Thanksgiving every single day mm-hmm. it's living in gratitude yep. every single day I mean I just had a client this morning and she's like I laid in bed for an hour and I was meditating because yeah. um, she, she couldn't sleep anymore mm-hmm. uh, physically sleep but she knew she wanted seven hours of rest yep. or you know decompression yeah. and that's what I'm seeing um, when I'm when I'm looking at the highlight board of success. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of a life that is full of gratitude mm-hmm. and mindfulness, where I absolutely and hundred percent know that someone's given hope in a little bit more light than than they did earlier that morning or, or that day before they saw you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think. You know, knowledge of things like that is, is something that we can give to people that might not know about it, right? right? Like I, I know that my generation is so technology happy, yeah. Like incredibly, it's you Do don't you see it. You don't even find a, a little kids anymore without mm-hmm. tablets or movies in their hands, right? There's mm-hmm. no, you know. I, I used to get in trouble because I was out late, too friend out too late riding bikes with my friends, you know. Yeah. Like you don't see that anymore, um, and I think it's important. For me, anyways, like I, I take an hour each day. I put my phone in a dresser drawer and I shut it and I'm just present. Really? There's no outside world. It's just what's going on. Like, let's be present with myself. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that kind of allows you, like you said, to be, to be more involved with, with you and not, like we talked about earlier, there's a big front that gets put up on social media and it's not real a lot of times Perception. Um, and I think that allows us to kind of come back into reality of what's real what are you thinking um, and I think it's it's good because it's kind of helped me realize that I control how I feel about stuff okay. and if I can take every situation and feel a positive way from it whether that be a negative situation that I learned from a positive situation that I'm happy about I can control how I feel about those things And if I can make that feeling a positive one, then in the long run, it's going to be better for me. Absolutely. Right.
0: Project C, Mm -hmm. which you're a little bit familiar about, Mm -hmm. um, with, with CCF, but our tagline is take the chance to make the choice to be the change that Mm -hmm. you deserve to be every single day. Mm -hmm. And right before this podcast, I was actually watching a video from uh, Jay Shetty. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's like the number one podcaster for health and, um, He had this video and it was, it was about being on autopilot mode. Mm -hmm. Like we are all on autopilot most of the time, you know, um, until you actually become present and mindful and understanding exactly what, what the weather's really doing, the smell that you're really smelling, Mm -hmm. the things that you're really seeing. And after watching that, I, I was more intrigued to, to do what you just did. Yeah put your phone down for an hour Mm -hmm. or to put restrictions on self. Like I have Mm -hmm. a no phone zone from the second that I wake up all the way to 5 Mm AM. And that choice is because I already live in a world of like fast paced chaos Mm -hmm. and noise and you know, um, so that puts me in a very mindful place and I'm continuously making that commitment to take the chance every single day to be a little bit different, a a little knockoff of what society really is asking.
1: Right, Um, you know, I I think it's just like you said, the first thing that you said in those steps of things is take the chance. You have to do that first. Yep, and as
0: an athlete, Wes, beyond taking a chance, Mm -hmm. okay, our subscribers are listening to you and like, this dude has a lot of insight, okay? And if he can do it, I can do it, and that's part of our hope right now, Mm -hmm. right? Beyond taking the chance, you and I being athletes, mm-hmm. what is the next step of taking the chance?
1: For me, my entire life, it's been one word. It's compete.
0: Come on. I was going to say participate.
1: It's, just get in action. Right. Okay. So yours is compete. It's compete. Okay. Like, so
0: take the chance and then go
1: do it. Right. Like like uh, anything. When me and Mason are training, yep. I'm going to do more weight than you. <laughs> they, anything. We're... Like, I don't know, we're gonna go get, I'm gonna eat more than you. Like, right, it's,
0: so like, it's a challenge.
1: Right, and, and like so I you're said, you're always leveling up. Right, like I said, you take that chance, and when stuff comes against you, compete against it, mm. drive into it, right? And, and in the long run, if you find out, and mm, this wasn't for me, then that's, that's how it goes. Right.
0: And as, I I mean, I'm just, this is a funny story, and I'm making this up, but even if you were like, who's going to eat more sushi? Yeah. And you pressed into that, you took the challenge, right? And you get sick. That's the lesson.
1: That's your lesson. I'm never going to eat that much much
0: sushi again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's kind of been my, you know, obviously I'm an athlete, so that's kind of what I've had to do, but I've honestly found myself in the weight room in, in, in. You know, on the field, in the classroom, I progress so much more when I can compete against somebody or something. Right. Right. If I'm competing against the clock, I'm going to run faster. If I'm competing against a partner, I'm going to try and lift more. Like, if I'm trying to get a better grade on this test, I'm going to study more than this person. I've always found that when I have something to push myself against, I succeed and and grow way more than if if I didn't. Well,
0: that's really wise insight because here I am being 15 years in the industry mm-hmm. and the one thing that that really creates momentum mm-hmm. is accountability, yep. right? And goals. That's and right. so if, if those two are not present beyond taking the chance mm-hmm. to be action-based, right. then it becomes, um, you know, just a hamster in a wheel.
1: That's right. And I think... Like we've said before, I think surrounding yourself with people that have similar goals and similar things in mind is also going to help you reach them. Like I've always taken it like this. You go on a run with a friend and you say, all right, we're going to run five miles. If you try and run five miles by yourself, no way. No, you're
0: running six miles an hour.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. it's it's you it's, and I go
0: run, we're probably pushing each other. Right,
1: right. And it's it's finding people that have those similar interests and goals in mind. Um and like you said, we attract people like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um uh,
0: and, and yeah. Going going with that and, and someone that's having a hard time, and this could mm-hmm. be a sixty-year-old man yeah. in 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 doing life, maybe at work or maybe in the friend group, and they're hearing this for the first time, or the younger buck. How do you say no to friends? How do you step out and and really understand that, gosh, surrounding myself with with the right group Mm -hmm. is the best choice that I can make? Have you ever started a running regimen only to find yourself lost and bored? That's exactly why I've created the sprint ebook. If the treadmill had you tired, these proven sprint workouts will help you stay on target and in shape in 30 minutes or less. Did you know that sprints are the most effective workout for people looking to shed fat but maintain muscle? Head to ccfreno.com backslash sprint. Again, ccfreno.com backslash sprint. And get your copy of the sprint ebook today.
1: Right, and I, th- I think it comes back to also not burning bridges. You have to understand what's going to be best for you in your future. Mm-hmm. And I think also being present, being able to step back and say, okay, what's going on, right? So, I mean... If, if a person or something is not good for your future, you have to be able to recognize that and push it away. Yeah. Nicely. Nicely, yeah. right? You don't want to burn bridges because you never know when that person or thing will be able to help you. That's right. But, you know, for for present time being, you have to understand when things are good for you and when things are not. Yeah. And when well, you step away.
0: Uh, this is kind of a business story, but I was talking to these two women mm-hmm. at the protein shop the other day and... One of them was in tears because um, she has a hard time accepting those that have done the business wrong, mm-hmm. okay? And her husband, which their are partners, um, shares with her, like, babe, this is just a business decision. Yeah. It doesn't serve the business. They, they're not lining up with our values um, and our character and our, and our will. Um, however, I will go to tea with them. Right. I'll go grab a beer with them. I'll go to, you know, exactly. and, and do that. But it doesn't serve where we need to go.
1: Right. And I, and I think personally, you can, you can separate your personal relationship from your purpose relationship. Oh, gosh. Right. So me trying to become uh, an entity in the fitness industry, I'm not going to let that destroy my personal relationship with somebody that might not be on board with that right that doesn't take away from my ability to be around them or or do things with them but it doesn't mean that they have to be on board with what I'm doing that's right. you know what I'm saying
0: yeah that's really neat
1: yeah I like
0: that talking a little <clears throat> bit about leadership um at, at in your position in life what does mm-hmm. that look like and how do you see yourself as a leader and still at the internship level
1: yeah I mean I like I said I went through Nevada I, I played all four years um Started as that freshman. I was the new guy on campus, had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know people, it was, that's just how it was. Um, but as I grew and grew and grew, my senior year I was a, a team captain, and, and you know, something that I've learned is, a lot of times people may not like it, but being able to tell somebody when they're wrong. Mm, radical right? honesty. Yes, and they may not like it at the time, but in the future, when they can tell you just had their best interests at heart, yeah. right? Yeah. I think a lot of times people aren't able to take criticism nowadays. and I think We live in a fragile world. That's another <laughs> part of being a leader is being able to take that, yeah. right? When I'm doing something wrong, I don't want people to not tell me. Like, no, please tell me. Like, I want to be I'm better. I want
0: to be better exactly. because you tell me this.
1: Right? And I, I think part of being a leader is being able to take constructive criticism as well as give it, wow. right? And I, I think, you know, being very positive and very uplifting is, is obviously majority of what you need, um, and obviously being able to do the things right, but constructive criticism is something that's slowly dying out in this world.
0: No, it is.
1: And people can't take it.
0: No. Well, again, like I said, we're, we're fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's always on tilt, we're walking on eggshells egg and, you know, this This is a very, very, very big and brave and courageous mm-hmm. suggestion for you to give to other people, yeah. which is to allow mm-hmm. the constructive criticism to be in your life. And right. instead of it, instead seeing it as a disadvantage,
1: right.
0: see it as a positive and an advantage to better yourself and level up. Exactly. On. And I
1: think that kind of goes back to when I was saying you can control how you feel about things. So if somebody tells me I'm doing something wrong and I need to do it this way, I can tell myself, okay, like he's just trying to help out and make not only me, but what I'm a part of better. Right. So if I can think to myself that mindset, it's that's what it will be to me instead of saying, oh, he doesn't like me. He's just, you know, he's just giving me crap like it's it's going to be taken in a positive way instead of. Right. Um, in, a, in a bad way. Yeah.
0: And this is a choice that you've made mm-hmm. in your life to think this way and to control
1: yeah.
0: um, these thoughts because um, this is also a question that I get. Uh, are you really this happy all the time? Do mm-hmm. you, And I, I really can honestly say that I choose happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard to be happy and sad at the same time. It's it very hard to laugh and cry at mm-hmm. the same time. So I do fall short. I, um, I get ticked. I yeah, it's part I of life. yeah, it's part of life and I think it's um uh, I think it's generous of us to to speak in that vulnerability mm-hmm. because um when you hear all these happy thoughts and these positive oh. things um we forget that we also get pushed and shoved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what you're saying like as long as we press into it on the other side, it could be—it's—it's it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But we're going to feel the lessons. We're going to see the lessons and, and, and jump into the clues. However, there's some there's some that never see it because they never they they put their hands up to. They don't
1: take it on. That's right. Yeah. I think too. Like you were saying, it's it's people ask me the same thing. Are you really this happy? And it's yeah, I am. But when those times of sadness do come, and they do because it's life and yeah. stuff happens. That's when having those people around you that have Good. similar values and goals, yeah. that's when having those people around you is really going to help, right? right? If, if you surround yourself with people that aren't going to do that for you, then that's when those bad times can get worse.
0: Right. And then you get below the line too long. That's,
1: that's, that's how it goes. And yeah. then
0: we're, yeah. Uh, I was listening to this podcast about three months ago in my inner care, um, and they were talking exactly about your support system mm-hmm. and being there for other people and not just yourself. Mm-hmm. So this guy, the the story was this guy called his two friends for help because he was in a very devastating position in mm-hmm. life. So the guys come over, and obviously the guy that's in trauma um, is unable to sleep that night, and the two other buddies that came mm-hmm. over were not; they were tired or you know yeah. whatever. So they obviously stayed up as much as as long as they could and they mm-hmm. talked and then yeah. the two buddies fell asleep on the floor they woke up in the morning and the two guys were kind of frantic yeah. and like buddy we're really sorry we fell asleep <laughs> and da, da, da. And, and 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 the guy of trauma said you were here with me
1: yeah that's all that mattered sometimes that's all it takes yes right and and i think we as people that are there for others can see that too sometimes it doesn't take a long conversation just be there with them. Just sit there.
0: And silence is
1: okay. Sometimes all they want is to yell at you. <laughs> you they want to yell about something and you got to listen. That's, yeah. Sometimes that's what it's about. But knowing that those people are going to be there in a positive way is the important part.
0: So pick wisely.
1: Pick wisely. Yeah. And that's part of recognizing, is this person good for me? And if they're not... So these
0: are questions that you ask yourself.
1: I always do. Right? Is this and, person... And, and, it's in all assets you? too. Like... I know it's weird to talk about, but in relationships, you're not just dating that girl. You're dating everyone she associates with. Ooh. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, is she good for me? Or Are they is,
0: good for me? is
1: all of her good for me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and that's with friends, too, right? You're not just friends with him. You're friends with everyone he associates himself with.
0: The circles go beyond it's, that one. Yeah. So, Wes, that's, that's great. This is... Good talk right now. <laughs> uh, so, living living in the generation that we do, we'll wind down from Project You podcast, but living in the generation that you do, mm-hmm. uh, being entitled and, and, you know, I want the 10 clients, I want the 20 clients, right. I want the million dollars now.
1: Right.
0: What's the advice that you've gotten along the way or the advice that you repeat In your own head to make sure that you're going to be exact opposite.
1: Right. Um, I think a mindset that I've put myself in is say you didn't know anybody. Say you weren't from here. Say you uh, had no idea what you wanted or, you know, you do know what you want. but, But ask yourself, what are you going to do to get it? Right. If it's not going to be given to you, what are you going to do to get it? And then tell yourself in your mind, I need to put action to those words, right? Um, Whether it's going and getting 10 clients, whether it's, I want to buy a new home, whether it's, I want to go get this new watch. What are you going to do to get it? That's right. Right. You have to earn it. It will not be given.
0: You got to earn your stripes.
1: That's how it is. And it's in all walks of life. You don't start out as an owner. No. You start out as the intern.
0: That's Right. I did 15 years ago. There you go. I walked my butt in there. Max, <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to do?
1: That's right where I'm at.
0: Yep. So. And that's right where you're at. And the future is bright. The um, the, the now mm-hmm. is right. Yep. You know, and we know that because you follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Project U has been um, designed to give hope to other people mm-hmm. that the blueprint is within. Yeah. Right. And if we individually, authentically, organically know that we are made up individually mm-hmm. to be someone of right. service and someone of mm-hmm. awesomeness for this world, we can be. We but can be. we we sometimes we choose to to not listen.
1: Right. You know. I think at all, you you have to press into it. Like today, when when I'm getting interviewed and asked questions, it's. I'm, I'm going to press into it. I'm going to give it all I have.
0: And you did. And right. you did. What was one of your questions that you were a little stumped stumped on today?
1: Um, or loved the most, whichever one. Oh, Sarah asked me what my favorite kitchen utensil was. <laughs> no, that was, that was the later part of her question. Um, that was funny.
0: You did say fork, and I know why. Because you're a dude, and you're you're hungry all the time, I mean, I'm sure. That's,
1: that's exactly what it's about. Um, but, um... I think the one that there was kind of two that, that I liked the most. And it was, it was, if you were alone with a, um, with a clientele that you're not used to, Great. would you be comfortable
0: training? Them. Training them. Yeah.
1: And the answer is yes, I, I would be comfortable trying it. Yeah. Right. And I'm never going to know until I do it. That's right. right. Well, we
0: were talking about that um, in our internship interview. Right. Um, it's the only thing that's difference between you and I. Mm-hmm. I'm 38. You're Experience. 22. Yes. Mm-hmm. Experience. That's it. Right. And, and, and how are you going to know unless you go through it? Unless you
1: do it, right. right? And I think, you know, I I kind of would like to think that I have good social skills and, and I'm able to <laughs> speak with people, but I think that can take you a long way. And like you said, I'm not going to know until I do it. Right. Right? And, and that's something I'm excited for is new stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Because it's challenging you, you and know. you get to compete.
1: Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. what it is. What was um, your other question that you liked? The other one was about um, when you're in the workplace and you end up having a disagreement mm. with a co-worker. And like I was talking about before, I think that constructive criticism part is not taken well in most cases right right? and I think I would have the ability to take what they say in a positive way right and if they didn't take what I said in a positive way I would be able to talk to them about it and find out what's going on right Mm -hmm. resolve those those solutions and you know also like I said I think there's also a time and place to stay in your own lane right I think that's another thing that you know people always want to know everything it's yeah. Sometimes you got to say, all right,
0: yeah, they want to control things. Mm-hmm. They want to be a part
1: of it Yep. and stay in your own lane. Yeah.
0: I'm learning so much.
1: There's a, I love there's, it. there's a, 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 a good mix of that. You have to have it, you know, being able to be in when you need to be in and be able to stay out when you need to stay out. I, love so it. I think people need to find that balance. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, here at the end of every project, you um, all of our subscribers, um, have a project you journal mm-hmm. and some that just downloaded last week are, are getting theirs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're going to do now is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to ask the subscribers a question or, or something that they can do action-based, right. um, to become their best version of self.
1: You know, I'm. I'm- I'm glad you asked that. I kind of have a story. So I was at church this past Sunday, and the pastor was telling this story about um, there's two armies, right? And one army, they're trying to see who's going to reach the North Pole first. One army said, no matter what happens, no matter the weather, no matter how we're feeling, we're going to march 25 miles today, every single day, until they were ready to do the the actual journey. There was another army that just did what they felt like doing that day. They would um, some days march 50 miles, some days march five, some days they wouldn't march. Um, when it came down to it, the team that said, no matter what happens, I'm gonna do 25 miles every day, not only reached the pole first, but they got back exactly when they said they would, <laughs> right? So I think my challenge to all the listeners is what is your 25 miles? What are you going to do every single day and promise yourself that you'll do it to better yourself, right? You have a goal in mind. What are you going to do every day and promise yourself you'll do it to get to that goal? And I promise you that you will reach that faster than the person that just does what they feel like doing. If you promise yourself every day, you'll do your 25 miles. So
0: I love it. I love it. So this is what I'm going to leave with everyone. And, uh, Wes and I are going to, um, say this together, um, just so you can hear it from a woman's perspective and then a male perspective, uh, and or voice or tone. Okay. And they're going to write it down in their journal and they're going to have their raw emotion. And the raw emotion that we talk often about is what they're feeling now. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes it's hard to, to remember the game in, in in high school or remember the game in the NFL um, exactly how you felt um, unless it was just super epic of course we'll always remember those (laughs) but um, here's what we want you to write down for action of the week is my obedience determines my outcome
1: my obedience determines my outcome
0: my discipline determines my destiny
1: my discipline determines my destiny
0: my faith determines my focus
1: my faith determines my focus
0: Every moment is a chance to work on you.
1: Every moment is a chance to work on you.
0: Every moment in life is an opportunity to practice being who you want to become. Follow your heart and remember that love truly does win. Thanks for tuning in with me, you guys. Till next time.